So hello everybody. This is a very special episode of Sober Sisters Talk. I'm MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell and we welcome you today to Sober Sisters Talk. So um, we are going to, we have a guest and she's a friend of ours both from the Houston area and she shared in a meeting a couple of weeks ago about um, a situation that she's going through that I thought, wow, this is probably really painful. This is probably really confusing. And I had a lot of questions about it. And um, I would, I just thought it would be a really good topic for us to put on here. So I'm going to introduce our guest. It, this is Eva from Houston. And will you just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the what you shared on that meeting a couple of weeks ago? I'm Eva, and I have a grandson. Well, I just found out that he identifies as female, and that's about, I guess, two weeks ago now, maybe three weeks ago. So when I first heard it, I got very sad. Lots of different emotions came up, you know, anger, fear, lots of pain. I'm better today. I have talked to somebody in the program that is trans. Um, I have been to two support groups about family members that have somebody that's trans in their in their life. It's made me feel better. I think I can understand it a little bit more. I've, I've, in, in one of those meetings, I have talked to a, a female that's trans from being male into female. Like I said, I, I feel better about it today because I have a little bit more information around it. That's not to say that, you know, I wake up sometimes in the morning and think, you know, this can't be true. Maybe I'm dreaming or maybe and I'm going to use she because that's what she goes by. Maybe she will change her mind. I will say that that is the thing that goes on in my head the whole time we're talking about this. Yeah that we go through this process, that we take this child through this process, and then when she's 30, she says, oh, I'm not, re- I'm not really this. So, I want to go back. Okay, okay, all right. I've got so much opinions about all this stuff, but I'm just going to hush up. I want to uh, let Ava say her piece because I think this is a very important uh, time right now in our culture to understand this phenomenon and especially how it relates to recovery. My recovery, that person's recovery, if they are in recovery, and you know how we can uh, go forward because you know the mandate is happy, joyous, and free, right? And so if something comes into my life that is like, whoa, what is this thing? Then it's like we have to deal with it in a recovered way. So I'm gonna hush up and talk about and, and, and hand it back over uh, to Ava because I, I don't think you were finished and I interrupted you. I apologize. No, no problem. Asa has not changed name yet. So still goes by Asa. She's 13 years old. And what comes to my head is, you know, at 13, do you really know that that's what, what's going on with you? So that's a question I have. And like I said, I've talked to now two people that are trans. And the last one I talked to has trans into a woman and is 34 years old. It started very early. They didn't trans into maybe the last four years. 
uh, where they really, you know, transitioned. But the person said that they had known it for a long time. They said that there's something that happened. There's something in your brain and in your body that tells you that this is not really who you are. So I have to believe that. Asa is, he's always worn long hair. He's been very close, still very close to me. I'm not saying he worked, he was close to me. He's still close to me. I noticed one time, this probably three years ago, and I think I shared this with Elizabeth. I was cutting her hair and just trimming it up just a little bit. And it's always been like shoulder length or even longer, but you know, so we needed to trim it up a little bit. And uh, as I'm cutting her hair or his hair at the time, she's doing this, you know, she's kind of fluffing it out. And I, at that time I thought, this is a very feminine gesture that she's using. So it's hit her face, always been more to herself, you know, likes to be in her room in front of the computer. And, and I want to say that as a child, played with your typical boy toys, but also knitted and crocheted and did other things. But my two grandchildren are growing up in a family where both are artists. So all that goes on in the family, you know. Sure. They're taught early on that so not to say that because you knit you're you knit that you're female because that's not true, you know, stereotyping then. One of the other things that kind of has come up for me is that anytime I've shown a picture of my two grandkids, they've always thought I saw as a girl because she's pretty. So um, that's another thing. And she's probably looked at this for a while. She was already in a support group. When she came out to her mother, she said that she wanted her mother to, you know, to get some help and that she needed to, she wanted to do some therapy to make sure that, you know. So she had a lot of information before she told her mother. And that's what I think is probably going on for a long time. You know, I, I think at Christmas, uh, she came out and just said that, you know, she wants to be addressed as them or there. She's always worn kind of baggy clothes, hiding her body everything, ever since she was little. Went to, has gone to camp two years in a row in a boys camp and we thought she was going to camp again this year. And of course, there's no camp for, for her this year. I do want to support my grandchild the very best that I can. This is going on a lot today. I think it's more open about things like this today than it's ever been. And, you know, at first I thought, is this a trend? Is this like, you know, so I go back to like hippies. And so I was a hippie. And so it was like a trend. I don't think this is a trend. I think it is because we're more open about it today. The meeting I went to or the support group I went to last time with the live talked to several people that have children and not just one child, but two and three children that are trans. And so just, you know, I don't know where it comes from. When Asa was little, he wanted purple tennis shoes and his father would not let him buy purple tennis shoes. So, you know, it's like, I think my son-in-law, and I've probably talked to my son-in-law more than I've talked to my daughter about this, has a little bit of a hard time, but he's, he's accepting it. And I think that's, you know, for me, for Asa right now, what he needs is his whole family to stick with him and accept him who he is or who she is no matter what, because if 
she doesn't have the family behind her. That's when I think things can go bad. I think about suicide. I think about other people bullying. Well, I don't even want to say the things out loud that I think of because it's like then I make it that it's true. But, you know, a lot of things can happen to especially a child that is changing. But there are a lot of people out there that really object to things like this. You know, I haven't told my mother and my sister. You know, my mother's 92. I don't think I want to save her from worrying about that because I do worry to a certain degree. And like I said, you know, I wake up in the morning and I think, oh, is this? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going on. And I've only talked to Asa one time. I haven't FaceTimed with her. And until I FaceTime with her, I think I will have other feelings come up. My daughter told me that after they have a winter break, and when she went back to school after winter break, she went back as a girl. So, you know, they had to tell the school they do have a bathroom. And I said, complain because it's across the whole school. They do have it in the school. He's not, or she's not the only one there. And that kind of makes it feel good that she has group. She still has her, her friends, her male friends that she's had. There was one of them that really couldn't handle it and said some ugly thing. And they have cleared that up now. So, like I said, one of the things that Wiley was telling me that going to school, she pulled her hair back in a ponytail, which she doesn't do. She, her hair is always hanging in her face. And so I think that just tells me that, you know, I'm going to, embrace who I am and this is how I think that she is doing it. Asa is embracing who she, who she feels like she is today. That sounds very brave of her. Um, I think so too. I'm going to ask a, a painful question. So how come you haven't FaceTimed her? Are you avoiding her? No, I haven't had, we haven't had time to FaceTime. So I am not avoiding it. I'm acting, you know. Anxious too? <laughs> Well, not just that I will see what no, she looks no, no. like. No, 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 that's your grandkid. That's that, your yeah, grandkid. It's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that I can have eye contact with her and tell her that I am supporting her. I'm committed to supporting her in her decision. I don't know if I told you this, Elizabeth, but I had written a letter to her and saying that I thought it was very she was very brave and courageous to come out with this. And that. And at the end, I, I wrote that I can't wait to hug my, my granddaughter. Well, she couldn't read my cursive handwriting. So she didn't see it said granddaughter. That's the issue. Very- That's the <laughs> issue here. Cursive. That is the issue. All children must be taught cursive. This is my bugaboo. Exactly. Exactly. And I really thought at 13... She knew cursive, so uh, she threw the letter across the kitchen and said to her mom, she didn't use the right pronouns for me. And Aww. So, Aww. so her mother picked the letter up and read it again, and, and sure enough, you know, granddaughter was in there. So seeing, you know, FaceTiming with her, that's one of the things I want to address is that I wish I had in my letter, 
used her. Yeah. When I, so I can, yeah. you know, I can go back and I can clean that up. Yeah. And, and so, and I need to tell her that I will make mistakes. Right, because Ava, this isn't just a transition from one gender to the other for her. It's a transition for her whole family to get with exactly. it. And I live yeah. with a transgender woman in New York. I would mess that up too. It's just something that we have to have like a more, for me, like a more vigilance and awareness of. And when you love someone, you'll go through that. You'll do that a little bit of extra work to make sure that they're yeah. being accommodated. Yeah. It's interesting that that, so the, the woman that I just got off the phone with and was talking about this because her um, son d- went through this um, years ago. He is now in his late 20s and went through transitions, began at 13. But she talked, she mentioned several times how, oh, so-and-so knows and now never confuses, never uses the wrong pronoun. So apparently this is a huge part for the the trans person. But I wanted to, you mentioned in the beginning that you were angry, that you were sad, and you had pain. Would you talk about that a little bit? Like how, like why you were angry and what that felt like and looked like for you? Well, <laughs> only thing I can think of is, you know, you hear that happen to other people, but it doesn't happen to me. You know, it's not supposed to happen to me. It's not supposed to happen to my grandchildren. You know, it's okay to see it and have somebody and happen to somebody else, but it's not okay when it happens to me. And so, you know, I had to get over that. You know, it's it is happening to me. And so, I was angry to start off with, like, and then I think I was angry too because I had so many emotions that that. I, I cried that whole entire week, that first week. I just couldn't do, I couldn't do anything. It's like just cried. I stayed in bed. I was very depressed. And I think, I really think part of it is the fear of that something's going to happen to her. Mm. That something ba- bad is going to happen. That somebody's sure. going to do something and hurt her, whether it is words or actions or. Sure. Like I said, and I believe um, I talked to somebody in the program on, I can't guess it was Friday after it. I think I had shared on Saturday, and then I talked to somebody the following Friday that in the program. And and I said that I had just cried so much, and I, I really feel like, oh, and I had talked to Aetha on the phone, and talking to her on the phone and just telling her that I love her and, and all that. When I got off the phone, I felt like, you know, a weight had lifted off my chest. But I think that all the the emotions I had was more of a, a grieving, you know, mm. like grieving mm. the knowledge about having this mm. and how do I go from my grandson to my granddaughter? Mm-hmm. I grieved the part of that he was or, or that he was a boy and now he's a girl. I don't think I grieve the person he is because I don't think the person has changed. You know, I think as I'm telling my son-in-law, I, you know, I said, has Asa changed any? And he goes, no, he throws his plate in the sink and, you know, he, he feel like the whole house is coming down when he runs down the stairs or she runs down the stairs. So, you know, there's the actions and the, you know, the body hasn't changed. 
probably not until there's some hormones involved in it. Right. Know? Well, that's the body is still a boy. Well, that's still some good news because they say that this is a real critical time when they're 13 that they can go in and they can put in interventions if, you know, the psychologist has cleared them to do this yeah. so that yeah. they can, he's not going to start expressing as a boy, she's going to start expressing as a girl and they can put the hormones in place. But yeah. I am just so proud of you, Ava, for like feeling those feelings that come up around it. And I also think in our culture, I know that this was certainly how I was raised, where when a woman gives birth to a son and she presents it to her husband, they're like, oh, a boy, you know, there's a yay, you know, that boys are still some kind of are like better. I don't like that. But I think that there is that bias and I'm in school right now so we're learning all about bias and we're all learning about all these things that we internalize and so examining those things bringing them out and you're doing it from like from the emotional perspective like oh I'm feeling this why am I feeling this or I'm feeling this why am I feeling this so I think you're doing some really good work because you're you you want to support her and you want to be in her life and you want to use the right pronouns so that's right you're you're doing that work now. So I love it, Ava. Would you share with us how he how she shared this with you? She did not share it with me. You know, her mother did, my daughter did. So she when I was talking to her on the phone, she didn't say, you know, more more I'm a girl now. Uh we just talked about that I was supporting her in the decision that she has made and you know I will love her just as much today as I did before and I don't know what the before is right now you know it's I don't know it's like in the gray area and she thanked me and she told me that she loved me and you know that's all I need to know (laughs) and like I said I can't wait until I can FaceTime with her so I can see what she looks like and um, I want to touch a little bit about you were saying about, you know, when there's a boy being born, it's like, yay, boy. Well, my first child is a girl. Uh, so, you know, so my daughter's first child is the boy. Well, I think both my daughter and son-in-law, they're not your, like, typical family. They have lots of, they have lots of gay friends. They have lots of trans friends. They have friends that have children that are trans. They have a variety of friends. They have black friends. I believe to them, it doesn't come like a super surprise. I think it was easy to accept it right away because they have friends that have trans children. So they've seen it. It's just what it is. Well, and the good news is, Ava, that this is a brave new world, that there is this freedom, if you will, for, you know, all these different expressions of themselves. And I uh, went and got my hair cut. I finally got my hair cut last month and I went to um, a barber to do it. And she was a cute little lesbian and we were talking and getting to know each other. She was saying something about like her wife and their new baby. And I was just like, I think it would have been amazing for my, like, lesbian friends to have had that freedom to, like, get married and have a baby. That's just their world. That's like, you know, oh, yeah, we got married we're having a baby. It's like no big deal. Yeah. So it's just a newer, freer age. 
and they're learning more about these things. And what I want to say to you, Ava, is that, so what if she gets to be 30 and says, you know what? I really want, you know, so what? This is her expressing this in this incarnation. And like, you know, the Indians believe in this whole idea of like karma and dharma and and what dharma is about and this is my understanding of it and listeners if i get this wrong please you know email us and let me know but it's about how you live your life like your your incarnation because it's like you need this incarnation is supposed to help you level up so that you can become enlightened you know you keep leveling up so that you in, become enlightened and you just like become bliss. You just, you know, enter into bliss. In this incarnation, your life journey and the lessons you're supposed to learn is like your dharma. And I, I had this explained to me from a point of codependence is that if I'm going to want to run and jump in and save someone or do something that they don't want me to do, then I'm like, messing with their dharma i'm messing with the their their life lesson so you know that gives me pause just to say let it go let them go so whatever it is that your grandkid and i love that like neutral gender neutral uh, moniker your grandkid is going through you know all you can do is just do what you're doing right now is love them and do the best that you can and I just want to say it's okay, you know, whether they want to, you know, explore this or go here or do that. Some people would be upset if their child wanted to be an actor. They'd be like, what? No, you're ridiculous. Don't do that. That's stupid. So there's going to be objections for all sorts of things that kids do out there. So yeah. I think you're you're in a good place of, of uh, dealing with it. And uh, it, it is a change. It is a change because I feel like, and I'll ask you this question. I'm not going to make it up. That when when you look at your grandkid, that you have seen them in a specific way. And so, is that a piece of it that you that that you have to like look at them differently? Is that a piece of it? Am I making sense? You're making sense, and I I don't know to tell you the truth. I don't think I will look at her differently. I mean, I will acknowledge that she's female, but I don't think I will look at her any differently or do anything differently with her. Good. You know, I, I do believe that we are going to do the same things that we always do when I go up there. We go for a hike and we have a soda and a muffin when we get to the little brick store you know, two miles out, and, you know, um, I think we're still going to do that. I don't see why we wouldn't. I think the angst for me, like putting myself in your position, would be foreseeing what the child has to go through. It's the possibilities, uh, you know, of somebody making fun of them, or even, like, then there's the physical aspects of it. You know, somewhere along the line, there's going to be you know, medications, there's going to be hormones, and there's going to be surgeries. And there's going to be changes in this kid's body. I don't want my grandchildren to experience pain without going through a transitional process, you know, so you add that on top. And I mean, that for me, that's how I understand your fear. Uh, You know, I do believe that there will be a tough road. So I'm here to try to make that road easier. And I think 
by being there for her and, you know, not asking, well, say not asking too many questions, but at the same time, the person that I talked to said, you know, be, be curious, ask Asa, say, I'm curious, tell me about it. How did it come up? This person also said something that his parents do. They say, well, for us, you'll always be our little girl. So I cannot, or I have told myself, I will not say that to Asa. It will always be my little grandson or my little Asa that was, because Asa is different now. Another thing that I thought about that talked about the Indian culture. So I do a lot of the Native American Indian culture. And it's funny because my my son-in-law told me, and I knew this already. He says, you know, the Native Americans believe we, we carry two spirits. We carry a male spirit and we carry a female spirit. And sometimes those spirits, one is stronger than the other. I know that I carry a lot more male energy than female energy. It's just, you know, not to say that I'm a man, I'm still a woman, but I do carry more male energy. And so in Asa's case, she carries more female energy and that one spirit is stronger than the other. I believe in that. And I think that it's really kind of an amazing time for this because let's, let's go back 50 years. There would have been no avenue for this grandkid to be able to explore that. It would have been set in stone. This is how you got to be. And, you know, there's movies made about all the issues that come from repressive, um, you know, things. And maybe that's why people become alcoholics. Not That's not the only reason. But, you know, and, and not to say that anybody struggling with that becomes alcoholic. Please don't get me wrong. But that there's super challenges emotionally on how to be in the world when you know this about yourself inside. So I think that it's... She doesn't have to do any groundbreaking. Thank God for that, you know, but it is groundbreaking for you. For Ava, for sure, for sure. It is your first experience with a grandchild. like this, yeah. Yes, And, and, you know, I do think that it's... I mean, there's a lot of Al-Anon shit going on in my head about this, you know, like it's because it really doesn't, it's, you know, it doesn't really, it's not my business. I I think, first of all, this child is very brave for, I mean, I just, I don't have the guts. I I don't have the guts, you know, I, I cannot see myself wanting to transition and then going to school and telling all of my friends, I am now a male. Like, you know, too bad. You don't like it. That's too bad. I just cannot, I I don't, you know, I don't feel that way though. And so it's, you know, I do like what you were saying. I love that. Like, I'm very curious about it. And I'm very curious about what happens inside the head. And I am really grateful that this child has supportive parents and parents that are willing to get her some psychological help. And then uh, I have no idea what that process looks like, but you know, I'm sure as they move along, there's going to be other necessary medical treatment, you know? Yeah. 
And I make up that well, she, that that she's going to start being really happy. She is already. Let me tell you that. Um, Wiley said she's never smiled as much. Yeah. So, one thing that I want to say, I kind of want to pull in our program into this too a little bit. The nice thing with being in a program like we are is that I can allow myself to have my feelings and be okay. Be okay to cry for six days. Having them come and go, come and go. And having a partner that doesn't say, are you crying again? He just looks at me and, you know, hands me a tissue or whatever. It carries on um, and carries on, you know, letting you have your process. On. Yeah. You know, and that I, you know, when I first found out, I called the four women that I talked to all the time. And shared it with them and right. got their support around yeah. it. Yeah, great. Um, well, you also said, you know, that you've been to groups and that you you've said that numerous times just in this short conversation that you are reaching out. And that's a huge component of, yeah, of the understanding that I got from being in program is that you seek help. Yeah. You seek support. Exactly. You seek people that yeah. have been through it and know what it feels like so that you can share your stuff with them. Yeah, yeah. Right, because Ava, those are the things that if we don't get into action, right, when we don't get into action, that it can lead us. I love that AA phrase, you're either headed to a drink or away from a drink. The things that I do to get away from the drink or the acting out are those healthy top line behaviors. And I love that those are so innate within you that you did it. You know, you're processing your feelings. You're talking about it with your daughter, yeah. and you're going to be talking about it with your with your grandchild, and you're getting your support, and you're going to support groups. And one thing I know about you, Ava, is that the next time we talk about this, you're going to be an authority on it. You'll have all the information. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do everything. Yes, you'll yeah. you'll know there's, so much. I, I think there's a lot to learn about it, and it's not just think about that the person is changing identity kind of not really identity but 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 think that i have learned already or heard is well it's the law here in in texas right now that's so they talk about that they also talk about how to go about to get a, a new birth certificate that says that you are now female yeah so going to these support groups i don't need really that information but it's interesting to hear about that information. And, right. Uh, yeah, who would have yeah. thought that's an issue, that I need a new person? Exactly. Yeah. I didn't. And and what avenues do you have to go to do that? Do I have to get a doctor involved? And, you know, there's all these steps. And so it's not just, right. hey, I'm, I'm a girl today or I'm yeah. a boy today. No, and listen, it's, right, it's a big deal. And listen, they would not go through all this. Right. If it wasn't a real deal. If it was right, exactly. Yeah. I believe. I believe yeah. that too. I believe too. Yeah. I believe too. Well, Ava, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show today and working through it with us. And, you know, I know that I'm not perfect. I don't get things right. But, you know, it's about progress, not perfection. And if we can talk about it and try to reason things out with one another, then we have a better chance of staying sober and being happy. So thank you. The other thing I wanted to point 
the, the other thing I wanted to point out is thank God you've done all of that work up to this point because yeah. you've developed a a protocol on dealing with your own stuff and it 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 shows well, I'm very you. proud of you well thank you Elizabeth thank you all right uh thank you so much okay. Thank you so much, Ava. And thank you so much, listeners, for joining. Stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.